dreading the city centre today. But I have unavoidable errands to run. This is the real Black Friday before the USA changed the meaning. Today is the day where zombified panic shoppers meet horrific works nights out and they don't get on. Nobody does. Not today. Obnoxious bosses running up silly laptops to impress shallow and incompetent employees. Secret crushes being exposed after too many tequilas. People who don't normally drink, drinking more than people who always drink. Posh racists in public transport, shop queues, horrendous taxi queues, unacceptable bar queues, laughable shop queues, not an empty seat anywhere. I just want to sit down, screams the mascara smudged lady. We all do, but we can't sit down today, not unless you booked a VIP booth in advance. You must now share with horrible people all night who steadily get more horrible as the shit cocaine slowly kicks in and then quickly fades away. Cat calls in the chip shop, bloodied face craving steak bakes, spoiled kids and weather spoons scoff a thump ice cream as the parents down their fourth bottle of wine. The bar staff have no chance today, but they are forced to wear reindeer antlers and smell like all of this is okay and it's all so perfectly normal. What a colleague hates you, you hate them, but it's a free bar bar and good luck. People think haggis and bagpipes are stereotyping a cliche of Scottishness. The true cliche of Scottishness is getting punched in the head at a sucky Hall Street taxi queue. It happens to me every year. I'm happy if it keeps me grounded. My sore face swells through the crisp air and gives me a sympathetic cue skip from the taxi post. He waves his high-vis arm and the taxi door opens like shit shops and boxing day. The taxi driver welcomes me by complaining that it's busy. Yesterday he complained it was too quiet. Maybe make a borderline racist joke about Uber drivers. My theory is that some taxi drivers are still racist. Or more racist. Because they get excited by reading the newspaper before anyone else. As soon as it hits the shelves. Tomorrow's news tonight. And they can share the propaganda they picked up to the customers they pick up. Passing on headlines like thoughts they wrote down themselves. They will not be racist tomorrow though. Because tomorrow's Christmas. And the tabloids will be celebrating a Christian festival while they still can. Merry Christmas and welcome to You Call That Radio. For the brothers and sisters, may the peace that can only come from the one God be upon you. We are here to tell the people that we hear you. One God will not allow us and people of conscience to lose our morale. We see the crimes of this government, how they support every dictator and criminal on this earth. Welcome to a special episode of You Call That Radio. I was going to call it something like You Call That Christmas Dinner, but then I would have had to have recorded it a week before Christmas, and I don't see the point of, you know, 
end of year review shows when the year hasn't even ended. Where you you know they get those album of the year lists and or song of the year lists and stuff still gets released in December. We released a thing called Fetching Pitchfork in December. I'm not saying that should have been on the list, but it just it could have been. Also, don't know if I'm qualified to do an end of year show this year because I feel like 2019 was like a high speed train zooming past at the speed of light on fire. I'm just like, what the fuck actually just happened? I wish I'd been taking notes, but I didn't. I try. I did one before years ago when we used to do. Uh, I did a internet radio show with Sound Thief. Did a couple. One was called Well Sound, and one was called Pet Horoscopes. I can't remember one of them. Made an end of year review show, and what I did was I went through all my Facebook status updates just to make some sense of the year, and I just repeated a lot of that. But I can't do that because it was taking too long to go through all the posts and technology is failing me like most things this year and I don't have time ever but I'm a special out of time because I'm just about to go for a much needed break and yeah you, you won't hear from me for the next week or two so I thought I would give you something. I was also supposed to get people phoning in, you know, you can actually call that, right? I was going to have people phoning in, but they didn't. So it's just, it's just you and me. It's just us today. Now, I might not ever have time, but I'm actually hopeful that in 2020, I will have time because of you, the Patreon. We don't have any adverts or sponsorship in this show. It's all down to everyone who's been supporting patreon.com forward slash you call that radio. There's a few folk that just buy a one-off coffee at coffee.com, which is ko-fi.com forward slash you call that radio. And because of the support, I've been overwhelmed by that and I'm actually optimistic about 2020, which is a good thing because 2019 was a shocker and I think that I've got enough faith in this show because of you that I've just said no to everything else next year so far so I can just concentrate on this. Now I'm also aware that I'm only one bad podcast away from the job centre or a call centre, don't know what's worse, but, you know, I know that's where I might need to go back to, if I don't keep the quality up, but I'm going to give it a go, because so many ideas for next year, so many brilliant guests lined up as well, and I'm starting to think that this could maybe be a real thing, I can actually say, I'm a podcaster, which, it's a bit wanky, but it's it's better than... Honestly, I'm just a bit exhausted with the live music scene for now. I've, you know, I've been doing it for ages. 
I'm tired of dealing with musicians all the time, whether that's in my own band or as a promoter. Just the random things that can go wrong that you wouldn't believe some of the stuff that goes wrong. You wouldn't believe my inbox is a nightmare. And on a personal note, this year has been full of death, drama, difficult situations. And I'm happy to not do live stuff or, or just, I just want, I'm happy just to stay at home, quit smoking. Finally, hopefully, by not having the live thing, I think that's the thing that's been the main thing that keeps dragging me back into smoking again. But I'm happy just to sit at the home, write skits free, write shows, occasionally pop my head out to share some interesting discussions with you. And yeah, just share some daft chat, interesting guests. And today, I'm going to give out some awards, because why the fuck not? You know what I mean? People can just make a blog and dish out things. So, I'm really, I'm going to apologise in advance, because I don't have the notes, so I can't really remember everything that happened this year. I'm going to probably miss out some really good stuff. But I'm just going to give out some awards. But I just thought, since we started with the real Black Friday, let's listen to a song that we did about fake Black Friday the American version at the end of November. And then we'll come back and I'll tell you some of the things I remember about 2019 and we'll dish out some awards. This song's called... I don't know if this even have a name. The Real Black Friday, Big Bread. I think it's called Big Bread in brackets. Black Friday. Idiots run amok. Friday. Something like that. Enjoy. Sandwich back lunch The train is packed like sardines But the coffee packs a punch A seat offer seems fishy The conductor gets vicious A sweet old lady smiling Is reported as suspicious Sit down, shut up, stay in Save up, right now, slow down Wake up, sleep now, speed up Right now, shut up, sleaze up Queue up, do stuff Right now, resign, some Fridges, ignore, scrap that No one really wants to such a world Nothing out of the box Nothing out of the norm Replacing unification With a uniform The blue tack on the clock So the clock is not watched Refrain from talking And restrain your thoughts Started in a supermarket Living the dream Save up for a year For a cheap white screen Rami's and L7 with a bargain hunter roaster Smash him on the head for saving big bread on a toaster Right now, shots up, sneeze up, queue up, do stuff right now, is it? It's 
that was uh, the Black Friday song by the Gyro Babies. Hope you enjoyed it. Black Friday, the real Black Friday, was actually really good this year because we we played a gig to celebrate ten years of being in a band. Went back to a wee venue called Ivory Blacks, so that's where it all began on a Black Friday. So it was quite good to go back to where it all began. And it, it was a really fun gig. The ducks were amazing. The twistettes were amazing. And it's the first gig where I've actually just let it be. You know, I didn't wake up the next day with the fear thinking, oh, we could have did this better, we could have did that better. Because I was comparing myself to myself 10 years ago. And I was thinking, Do you know what, this is actually really good. It got a bit shambolic at points, you know, with the, not all the band members knew all the songs. So sometimes I was... I did a couple of things off a laptop and that. But the difference is, is that 10 years ago, if we played a bad song, or two bad songs in a row, or just not at our best. Well, I think our best now is better than our best. Our worst now is better than our best 10 years ago. It's been a, a long curve, learning curve. But it was a good feeling to know that even when it was going a bit, a bit shaky, we had musicians in the wings who would come out and dig us out the hole and it seemed to pop off although I've just I've been hearing just today well I noticed at the time at the after party we had the after party as well which is brilliant Grace Clones smashed it Mr Bose on the decks and then Morphemish was incredible he actually made some custom remixes shout out to Morphemish who masters I saw do as well he was phenomenal and then the White's Goldfish didn't turn up, so Joe Dark <laughs> played the two hours DJ set after playing with the Twistettes and the Gyros. So shows to Joe, she put in a hell of a shift. And yeah, it was just a really good experience. But I, I did notice that a couple of folk at the after party turned up to the after party thinking we were playing at the after party. I didn't really think anything of it. And then I've been hearing today that there's people that turned up to Ivory Blacks at 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock we played to 11, we played for two hours, I think from about 9 to 11 or something like that and they were saying that they didn't they arrived and the, the gig was already over, so I don't know if people have went to Ivory Blacks expecting the after party, getting the after party mixed up with the actual gig I hope that's not the case, but it seems like a couple of folk have went to the wrong venue and maybe that's just because I put too much importance in promoting the after party but the after party is a really big deal to me it's so much work putting on a gig and it's just good to relax a wee bit at the after party and if we all just try and go into a pub especially Black Friday night you know it's nobody's getting in everywhere's busy and bouncers are bouncers can be difficult if they don't know the clientele so if anyone didn't get to see the gyros and was trying to go or they got a ticket and didn't get to see us, then let me know and um, we'll refund you or give you free tickets to the next thing we're doing. Which I don't know when that is going to be. It's going to be a wee while. I'm like I said, I'm taking a wee break. Just going to focus on the podcast. But you're not just the Patreon. You're just supporting the podcast. You're supporting me to do writing. I'm working on a book. I'm working on new Gyro Babies album, working on a new Jackal Trades album. So all your Patreon, all you patrons are 
giving me the opportunity to do more writing instead of performing live all the time like a dancing monkey constantly and making poor lifestyle choices and spending my whole week promoting a gig and organising a gig and then, yeah. So thank you one more time for everyone who has been supporting. It's been, I hope you've been having a great Christmas. I hope you've had a very happy new year. I've had a busy Christmas and we had a bit of food poisoning. I've had a cold, you can probably hear that. And you don't care about that. Sorry, I know you came here to be entertained and I'm just going to, I don't want any money. Let's go back to the awards. We're giving out some awards today. So, best folk rap song. The winner is Rory O.B. and Rihanna McMahon. Or McMahon? McMahon. I think it's McMahon. That song is on SoundCloud. It's called Wild Flower. It's amazing. And it's been great to hear Rory back in about it because he's, he's uh, the lead singer of Busker Rhymes. I don't know if they're still a thing. They've been quite quiet this year. And Rory's been quite quiet as well. But it was so good to hear that song a couple of months ago. I think he released it. And I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that there's nothing to stop Rory being one of the greatest songwriters that Scotland's ever produced. I just think that he's... He can rap, he can sing, he can play guitar. He makes really catchy choruses. And the writing is impeccable. And this song is a... Check out SoundCloud, Wildflower, Rory O.B. featuring Rihanna McMahon. And I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know her. I don't know much about her, but amazing voice. And yeah, hopefully he's got an album in the works because great live performer and singer, rapper. Check out Rory O.B. Now, the next award is for Best Theatre Production. And it's, I mean, I don't watch a lot of theatre, to be perfectly honest. So I don't even know if this would, should we call it a theatre production? But the best one for me would be Daddy Drag by Leila Josephine. Really silly at first, and it ends really poignant. I don't think there was a dry eye in the house at the Edinburgh Fringe show that I went to see. Really fantastic. I mean, everything Leila Josephine does is fantastic. She was a very famous slam poet who was doing very well with the spoken word thing and she just changed it up, did daddy drag. And I don't know if you can see it again. I don't know if she's still going to do it. I would imagine she's just going to do something new again because that's the way Leila is. But whatever she does, it will be brilliant. So check out Leila Josephine. And she was actually one of the first interviews I ever did for You Call That Radio. I think it's episode three or something like that. Go back and check out the interview with her. Brilliant talent. Check it out. Best diss track goes to, oh, it's got to go to Chrissy Sherlock, Protect Your Neck. And I'm not taking sides here. Like, I don't know why he fell out with Zesh or anything. I know Zesh. I've met Zesh a few times. He's played, shared a bill with him, booked him to play audio soup. Seems like a nice guy. A great rapper, a great writer. And he did good actor as well. He was in the grey area on BBC. Uh, that was directed by Gary Fraser, who was involved in train spotting, who's doing some amazing work shows to Gary Fraser. And but yeah, I don't know what happened. I think Zesh 
dissed Chrissy Sherlock in a song. And then Chrissy Sherlock came back with this brutal song called Protect Your Neck. This on YouTube. I think it's got about 200,000 hits, nearly. It's one of the biggest send comprehensive disses I've ever heard. It's, it's aggressive and just can't you can't fuck with it. I mean, you just can't fuck with it. And but show it's to Chrissy Sherlock and show it's to Zesh as well. I'm not get I'm not digging sides here, but that tune was an absolute banger. Parental advisory: don't listen to that song if you're easily offended. And uh, what's next? Song of the year. I would say it's a tough one because there's loads of good songs. There's, there's amazing songs. It's been a really good year for music, not so much politics. But musically, there's been so much good stuff. But I think I've got to go for this song. The video is brilliant. It's Mickey Nines rang with me. And I'm not just saying that because I know the Mickey Nines. This song is brilliant. The video, the lead singer Dougie got his his grandparents to 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 mouth mime the words. And everything about the video, the song. I just hear it, no matter how many times I hear it, it's just well done. Actually produced in-house by the guitarist Ants, who's, who who recently produced Square Nine Recordings, who produced our recent single, Fetching Pitchfork. And yeah, let's listen to that. The Mickey Nines rang with me. What was that?
I didn't want to bring back all the, the sketches from the previous year. I didn't really want to do, you know, look back in what you call that radio did or anything like that. But we've got one segment, and I thought, what would be the lie of the year? And we've got a wee segment, maybe not done it for a while, but it's called Bad Excuses from Mad Politicians. <laughs> and there's been so much to choose from that I thought, we'll bring this segment back. We'll bring this one back. Frank Foodie can fuck off. Frank's no coming into this show, but bad excuses from mad politicians. Has to feature. It has to. Bad excuses from mad politicians. Blame it all on the other persons. It's bad excuses from mad politicians. Blame it all on the other persons. I misspoke. I was tired. Must have lost the dossiers in the tumble dryer fire You remember that? Look the other way I'm gonna seek help Or sack my PA Let me be clear But be very vague To keep my job I do whatever it takes Don't call this an apology Direct your questions to another day Expenses out of context Now I'm on my way to be With my family That's all I've got to say I'm just thinking, what is the worst excuse that anyone gave? What is the biggest lie that a politician has said in 2019? All of them. It's a draw. Who's the biggest liar? All of them. Some are worse than others. Yep. But something really strange happened in 2019. It happened a bit earlier in America, but I think, like, when I, I've been growing up, my, my life, there's always been TV cameras when a politician was getting spoken to. And it seemed like they were very good at evading questions. So, like, when someone asked them a difficult question, they managed to pussyfoot around the question and they say lots and lots of words without actually giving any information whatsoever. A proud British trait to avoid the question without telling a lie. And this year it just changed. I think people like, you can't lie on TV if you, get, if you get caught. If you're lying on TV, you can't say you didn't say it. But that's all changed now. I think Trump led the way with that one, where it's like, no, you just, you just say you didn't say it. But you're on camera, you're on camera saying that you said it. Doesn't matter. You just call it fake news and you move on. The only way, I thought at the I said at the beginning of the election campaign that the only way that Corbyn was going to win was if he paid for sponsored ads with fake news in it or he employed lots of bots to give fake stories. And he was up against it because, you know, what else would they need to do is maybe get some friends inside the media machine, the mainstream media machine, who are pals with him. You'd probably need to act a wee bit racist as well. And it's just fucked, isn't it? Because the only way we would have won is by being a dishonourable man. And I think he was fairly honourable. Not perfect, by any means. He told a few whoppers himself. But the idea that people would choose 
Boris over Corbyn is mental to me. It is mental to me. Aye, I don't know. That's why I'm not even going to talk about politics. See, normally I like looking back at the year and having a laugh and making fun of the disaster we're in. But I don't think I'm I don't think we're ready for that yet. So we'll just avoid politics. Well, well, well actually I've got the Shite Night Award to give it. The Shite Night Award is um, a new award do you call that radio, which celebrates the shittiest person to be given a knighthood. And that person's Ian Duncan Smith, obviously, hands down. The guy is practically committing genocide. With what they did to ATOS, what they did to vulnerable people, disabled people, and people who've worked all their days that fell to unemployment due to austerity and companies closing down. These people worked hard all their life, were shamed and made to, you know, apply for jobs on computers, computers that they've never used in their life and made to feel bad. And the, the amount of numbers of people that have died through ATOS or... I mean, there's, there's hundreds of thousands of people that were declared fit to work that died within a couple of weeks of not receiving money. But the number's going to be so much higher. Just think about what it does to your pride. And how many people uh, wouldn't tell their, their sons who might be doing well or their daughters who might be doing well that they're actually really struggling. And just everything from, you know, having reduced money, choosing a bad diet, maybe choosing alcohol, things like that. And as a result, there's people that have probably died of natural causes, inverted commas, they would have been fine if they hadn't been treated like animals. And the fact that this guy, this absolute liar, is now a knight, a knight in shining armour, a shite in nining armour or whatever. Yeah, hands down, Ian Duncan Smith wins the 2019 Shite Night Award. What else? We've got other ones. Let's get away from politics, honestly. I'm fucking raging with that shit. I'm, I'm always, let's get away from politics. Poetry. You know what I mean? Poetry can be very shite, you know. Poetry, when done badly, is terrible. But when poetry is done well, it's phenomenal to me, anyway. Especially a live poet, they can do it. And I'm not talking about those spoken word poets that act like, I don't know, Butlin's Redcoats or car salesmen with shiny teeth and... No, I'm talking about actual true words that that come from a page and they're delivered with heart to an audience that shuts up and appreciates it. And I think Poet of the Year's got to be, for me, Victoria McNulty. Uh, Victoria did a, a brilliant show called Confessionals, where she toured around the UK and Ireland. And she also is working on a new one called Excels, which premiered a couple of weeks ago. I've not seen it yet, but I've read a lot of it and it's amazing. But just, I've always rated Victoria as a, as a poet, but just put, put the nail on the head was I went to see Loki's gig, um, 
it was in poverty so far, it was something else. But it's a new show he's working on, he's working on a new book. King Tutsi smashed it, uh, he was winging it mostly, but he, you know, he's still smashed it. And Becky Wallace was incredible as well. Becky's one of the best singer-songwriters. Let's give Becky Wallace singer-songwriter of the year. Why not? Um, but Victoria's set, I just thought, was just very assured. And she knew exactly what she was doing. The words were perfect. The way it was delivered. The t- it's all about the timing in poetry. As someone who's done quite a lot of spoken word, I go through phases of doing quite a lot of it. And then I don't do it for ages. And when I don't do it for ages and I'm trying to just jump on a bill, I can feel how bad I've got at it because it's all about the timing and you've got to be sharp, razor sharp for it to work. And you can't just like not do it for three months, not practice and then just jump on stage on a bill with other good poets and not look shite. I can jump on a bill with shite poets and look quite good, but we're talking about real poets. Uh, I think it's got to be Victoria Manoli, Poet of the Year. And also, I did do an interview with her, uh, episode 11, called Stoning at the Bar, with her and Abby Normal. Abby Normal's got some good stuff coming up as well, so check that out, if you've not heard it yet. And sticking to the spoken word theme a wee bit, best spoken word night for me would be Sonic Youth. That's run by Cat Hepburn and Kevin Gilday. They've done such a great job of that. It's, it's moved from, it used to be in Glasgow, then it was Glasgow and Edinburgh, and it was Glasgow, Edinburgh and Stirling. I think it's monthly or, or close to monthly, and they're just getting some incredible names now. You know, they get, they're getting, as well as all the best poets and, you know, singer-songwriters from Machina scene that I, that I enjoy, they're getting big names like, you know, Burniston, Robert, Florence from Burniston, Chris McQueer, who wrote the book Hings, which was actually adapted for BBC this year. Chris McQueer is brilliant, very funny man. If you watch him live, if you get a chance to watch him live, do it. And you know, they've got Alan Bissett and, and all sorts. So just watching how they've grown and the kind of names they're attracting now, brilliant. And yeah, shouts to Sonic Youth. I think they've got one coming up. So Check it out on Facebook or whatever, on Twitter, and go and show support. What else? we get more awards. Best hip-hop album. Well, there's been hunters. Uh, honestly, I wish I'd been taking notes throughout the year, but the ones that spring to mind to me is Slow Tie. Britain ain't so great anymore, or Britain ain't great. Uh, Slow Tie is just doing something so unique right now. And uh, for some of you, it might take you a few listens to just kind of catch catch the vibe he's on. But it just kind of reminds me of punk rock. It's just the, the production on it's next level. He's talking about serious stuff, but not taking himself too seriously, which is always a big plus to me. And I've not seen it live yet, but the live shows look raucous. Loved that. Brother Ali had an album out this year, which is really good. Brother Ali was on episode two, actually. Episode two, Brother Ali. Lovely guy. And then this new album is probably his best work yet, so check that out. A guy called Sadistic, who I've always respected as a lyricist, but 
never really got into his albums before. I just thought, you know, he was the kind of person to go, oh, that's a good line. But I never really, really got into the the music that much. But I think it was January it came out. It's an absolute, uh, such a beautiful album. Don't I can't remember, sorry, who's doing the production on it, but the production is superb and it works so well with his vocals. Check it out, Sadistic. Uh, Rhapsody. I think her album was called Eve, if I remember rightly. Uh, female MC from America. Absolute game changer. Production's great. It sounds so, so now, so modern. And cannot mess with that flow at all. Who else? I don't know. Uh, Susan. T-S-U-Z-A-N. Edinburgh rapper. Absolutely smashing. I've only heard it twice, but I was listening to it earlier on today and I was like, I need to get on to that properly. An amazing album. And probably... I'm not going to pick an American rapper for our best hip-hop album because the American rappers get enough accolades without me adding to their wall full of plaques. So I'm going to pick... I'm going to give it... I think I'm going to give a double a double winner. Steg G, the air in between, who quite rightly won Scottish album of the... No, no, he didn't win Scottish album. He won Best Hip-Hop at the Sam Awards. Steg G's put in so much work over decades now. As a producer, um, he works very closely with the Freestyle Master, but he's, his album he brought out, The Air In Between, is incredible. It's a concept album. It features Solar Eye, who you might know from Stanley Odd. It features Empress, who's a rapper from Paisley. She's absolutely phenomenal. And also introduced new guys called CCTV. Well, I I, I kind of knew who they were, but for as a general introduction to the scene, just two young boys who are who are, are making all the right moves and they seem to have the the work ethic to get things done. And the album just tells a story. Freestyle Masters, phenomenal in it as well, and I recommend you check that out. And yeah, just a very conceptually well done well produced album and shouts to Steg G who also runs regular nights called Butter hip hop nights that are doing a lot for the, the scene so shouts to Steg and the, the other the joint album winner is something is a, it's for a guy who normally does very intricate conceptual clever albums but this album was just called Petty Shit <laughs> it's a uh, Loki who just made an album full of bangers, slagging rappers, moz, basically. And for a Norwell Prize winner, it was a brave decision to do that. Some might say stupid decision, but there's nothing stupid about it. He, th- he thinks very carefully about what he's doing, and he could have made a, a sci-fi album set in the year 2040 or whatever, like he usually is capable of doing. But I think it was just good for him. I think it was... You can tell that he's having fun on these beats, just talking about, rapping about rapping. And many good beats, many, especially LIGO, especially on that album. Incredible. 
So I recommend you check that out. Yeah, it's, it's just speaking of impress as well. Maybe let's give our best hip hop video for um, witchcraft. I think Mackenzie did that one. The video is just for some reason just really I love it. You've got Abby Normal, Charlene, Shelto Mel dancing about masks. It captures Halloween perfectly. Dropped in Halloween, it was premiered the the Icebox at Gasps Hip Hop Night. That was probably one of the gigs of the year as well. Let's give that gig of the year to Gasp. Uh, yeah, why not? And yeah, Impress, Witchcraft, check it out. She's also got an out al- her debut album's dropping on Valentine's Day. I, I find it quite surprising that she hasn't released an album yet, but it's all been kind of long EPs that were kind of bordering on albums. So looking forward to hearing that. And Producer of the Year... We'll do Producer of the Year and then we'll play a song. Yeah, okay. Producer of the Year, there's been so many, just like, LIGO, I mean, who sadly passed away, he he, he was doing really well this year. Such a, such a shame he's no longer with us. But, he's got a tribute night on February the 1st at the Icebox. An incredible lineup for that. I think, there's going to be I think I can see him winning awards next year because even though he's gone, the amount of beats he made and the amount of people that are working on the beats right now, including myself, for some Jackal Trade stuff. I know that Butterscotch from Spring Break's been working on stuff. Loki's got some amazing stuff as well. So honourable show for for LIGO. There's so many good producers in in Scotland. Just the Daryl Donald is another one. I think he's calling himself Brillstaff these days. I think it's called Brill. Maybe double check that. Check out his, check out Daryl Donald on Spotify. He, he's getting like a million streams. Just a boy for Edinburgh. We, we used his music in um, the Reverend D. Wayne Love episode. Great producer. Andy Martin, always a good producer. Physics has been levelling up recently. I don't want to mention any more people because I feel like I'm going to leave people out. And Sundogs, check out Sundogs. That's Robbie Gunn, Gunn's project on SoundCloud. That's some beautiful music there. But probably, I think I'm going to get producer of the year to Jet Sam, aka Conscious. Uh, Jordan Conscious, Jet Sam, everybody you call him. He makes lots of hip-hop beats under the name Conscious, but his albums he makes under Jet Sam is incredible. I don't even know what you call the music. Every song's different, but it, it just sounds futuristic, retro, tribal, intricate, raw. It's every, every single beat I listen to just sounds so well-crafted. And the work rate he puts in is incredible. I think the new album's got like, you know, 20 songs on it. And I've been enjoying it. I'll definitely be listening to it while I'm away. I, every time I go away, I always in, there always seems to be a new Jet Sam album for me. And it's just really good to put in the headphones. Especially if you're a writer, you can just scribble lyrics to it or read. Because obviously when you're trying to read with music on, you don't want words. Well, I don't know how your brains work, but if I've got words in my head, I can't read words or write words. So, yeah, let's listen to a Jet Sam song and then we'll come back with more awards. 
was Jetsam. It was really hard to pack a tune for him. Just listen, go and download jetsam.bandcamp.com. Go and download it. I'm going to need a up actually, I'm about to get whisked away somewhere for my own good and have a break from this. But I'm actually quite enjoying talking to you now. I'm starting to remember things that actually did happen this year. So let's, have, let's give it some more awards. Documentary of the Year. Wild, wild country. It's on Netflix. I think it came out this year. Well, I watched it this year, so it counts, right? It counts. What a what a phenomenal story. It's like a guru in India, then he moves to America. And I was gripped. I love a documentary. It's really the only thing that I watch. I don't watch TV at all. And then when I do get a chance to watch it, people recommend things that I watch, and I'm like, oh my God, like power. Don't recommend power to me. Power is... I watched two episodes of that shit waiting and it getting better. I didn't know if it was a parody or not. I think 50 cents in it and stuff. That's... Uh, no offence if you've recommended power to me, but that's just no for me. I'll judge you. I'll judge you if you recommend power to me. But yeah, I like I like documentaries or really good series. I've not really... I don't think I've seen a good series this year. I've not watched loads, to be fair, but... I don't have time to watch things, but... Wild Wild Country literally gripped from start to finish. Just watched, I think it's like seven hours. I think it's like three, two-hour documentaries or something like that. That doesn't add up to seven, I know. But watch Wild Wild Country. And if you've got any suggestions of documentaries I should watch, then please let me know. Or TV series, just don't don't mention power. Power is, power is shite. Anyway, gig of the year. Like, I, I really wish I had time to go through all the notes and the status updates. So I'm just going to have to go with, you know, what I've, what I've seen recently. I, I was lucky enough in the last couple of weeks to see two gigs at the Barras, which is venue of the year, is the Barras. Right, let's just, I need to add that to the thing. Venue of the year is the Barrowlands. There is no better venue than the Barras. We nearly played it this year, sadly didn't, but we've been lucky enough to play it before, and I just love everything about it. The bar is, is the best venue of the year, and every year, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but the, the gig of the year, I've seen the Libertines there, and Pete Doherty was a, seemed to be having a lot of fun, he was throwing microphone stands about and that. I didn't know if that was part of the act, or it's just, I've never seen the Libertines before. I never really... I don't know, I just didn't quite get it when it first came out. But I just thought it was a good opportunity. I was gifted a couple of tickets. At the very last minute, we went and we had such fun. Great tunes. I thought they smashed it. There's people complaining that we went on the Sunday. Apparently the Saturday was better because everyone was more sober. But it's a Libertines gig, do you know what I mean? It seemed it was rock and roll. I liked it. Shouts to Libertines. It's not a gig of the year, though, because the, the following week we went and seen Alabama 3 at the Barras. And I didn't know how it would be without Jake, but it was just something really special. It was Jake's homecoming gig. They, pra- they brought him there spiritually, and it was some art. Um, I don't know what you'd call it. But there was a Jake was in the back of the stage, and like I don't know some kind of art. It's, I don't know what you call it, but I think he would have approved. 
the, the the atmosphere there with all of the Alabama three fans, it was emotional. But it was just a banging gig. I absolutely loved it. And the after party was was brilliant. Mojo did a great job. A fantastic job. Uh, Carolyn Jug Band, Lucy Lyrical, and obviously Alabama Three always appear for a a secret gig as well. A kind of an acoustic Johnny Cash style set. Loved it. I think that's gig of the year. It's the one that's right in my head that I can't forget about. It's just it was magical, magical. And also there is a, a an interview with Jake, sadly now deceased, Jake Black, the Reverend D Wayne Love that we released earlier this month, so, or you'll be listening to this in January, this is the, this, this is Hogman A, by the way, that I'm doing this in, it's the 31st of January, so I did wait till the end of the year to do this, but sometimes when I say this year, I'm still stuck in 2019, you are way ahead with 2020 vision, but yeah, check out the Jake interview, I'm glad that everyone seems to be enjoying that, I was really nervous about putting that out, and the feedback's been good, and the only other gigs, just any other gigs, that came close. I think for me, I, although I was part of the gig, I was only a very small part of it. Uh, it was Colin Mustard the Belladrum, and just there was something. It was like fifteen thousand people and being on stage there, and also just seeing how hard they've worked and how lucky they've got. But they got lucky by hard work, and. 15,000 people all singing along and dancing in the sunshine. It was like probably the only festival this year that I went to. And I went to a lot of festivals. But this was, my, it was pure scorching day. Atmosphere was brilliant. That that sticks out in my head. Also, Captain Hot Knives and Root System back to back at Kelburn. There was something really special about that one. Captain Hot Knives is an absolute genius. Uh, the only person that can just grab a rowdy crowd and make them laugh their arse off. Check out Captain Hot Knives and Root System. Absolute veterans of the the punk ska scene. Not many, not many bands like Root System anymore. Uh, but I just thought them back to back. I mean, I was, I was, I was, I booked them right, but I, I didn't. I just, it was, a, I was, a, I was, a, I felt like a really good moment. I don't know if I'll be back at Kilburn next year. So if that's the way I bow out from Kilburn, I'll be very happy with that. Root System and Captain Hot Knives. The whole, the whole bill all day was amazing. I'm not, it was just like those back to back. I could relax. I loved it. And the other ones that just spring to mind, there's been so many gigs, I'll probably kick myself once I put this out and go, oh my God, I forgot that or I forgot this. But yeah, shouts to anyone who's book does or or let me book bands this year it's always a pleasure and pretty much every band that I usually book are usually sound and good so thank you and that's for Gyro Baby's Gig of the Year let's give an award for that Gyro Baby's Gig of the Year with a few we, we really enjoyed I really enjoyed it this year uh, the, the band members that I had this year were just really they seemed to get the music and they, they worked really hard. Well, they didn't really practice very hard, but they, they worked very hard on stage to, <laughs> to act like they did. And I think the one for me was doing the rabbit hole this year. It just, that was quite an important one because when we played doing the rabbit hole the first time, we were 
on such a shitty, we were on Sunday at one o'clock in the afternoon, and I'd been hospitalised the night before, <laughs> and I had to get unhospitalised myself and get in there just in time, I think I had to sit in a chair for a bit, but it was an amazing experience at the Rabbit Hole then, even then, and we haven't been booked for years at the Rabbit Hole, I don't know why, but we haven't been booked for years, and then Che contacted us earlier in the year. And we got a really nice slot. It was Saturday night. It was like half 11 at night or maybe even later. And the crowd were just right up for it. Saturday night, midnight. You know, that's not normally when the gyros get a slot at festivals. It was a great stage. And um, it was just really fun. I really enjoyed it. I actually had fun throughout the gig. And I think all the band, you know, some of them are reasonably new band members, but they all just kind of clicked. And we'd left the on sitar as well. Shouts to Lefty. So that was good. Let's give it another award. Comedian of the Year. I haven't seen much comedy this year, but I think the winner for me is Darren Connell. He was, uh, you might know him, for Scott Squad, he's the writer, performer in Scott Squad. But his stand-up is something you wouldn't expect. It's completely weird, surreal, self-depreciating... Um, just a very interesting just a very interesting comic so yeah Dan Connell I'll hopefully maybe get him on the show I'd, I'd love to interview him but yeah he was he's, he made me laugh a lot um, so I Dan Connell is the comedian of the year for me Twitter comedian of the year is Lemmy as it is every year Lemmy is just hilarious watching his twitch you know, he's just, every night he's just doing like a, I don't know, every time I seem to switch over, he seems to be doing like a, sometimes he's playing computer games, but sometimes he's just talking absolute nonsense for hours at a time. And, you know, he he deserves all the success in the world. Just the amount of work he puts in, I mean, that's his life, They're just making people laugh. Uh, yeah, so much time for Lemmy. Maybe one day we'll get him in the show as well. That'd be good. Dream Pop Band of the Year. L Space. I think they call themselves Dream Noise Pop. Noisy Dream Pop or something like that. But they they do very um, accessible music where you can see it you could see it charm. You could probably see it charm. Uh, but they also do like mad stuff. Like there's a, music from mega structures is just all this weird instrumental stuff. And we've actually used some of the some of it throughout you call that radio. So yeah, you're probably thinking, oh, I just gain awards to all his mates. I'm not mates with all these people. I just know some of them. But if you think it's a clique, well, all the awards ceremonies are cliques, aren't they? None of them give us awards. We don't get awards. We don't get nominated for awards. So fuck it. You know, we 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 used to, we, we couldn't get booked for gigs. So we weren't part of the scene. So we created our own scene. And now we're not part of the clique, so I'll just create our own clique and give awards out. I'll give myself an award. I'll just give myself an award. You know what I mean? Can't stop it. Anyway. Photographer of the year. Martin Windybank. And I know you're going to say, oh, Martin Windybank, we've seen no, we see no in Jackal Trades for a while. Yeah, he was. Fine guitarist, he was in Jackal Trades. But I'm not giving him photographer of the year because it's not a mate's act here. Look at his photos. Look up 
MJ Windybank photography. Look at the photos he does. He somehow captures the audience. He captures moments. It's not just 50 photos of a band looking, turning their head every so often. He captures moments in time. He freezes them. He somehow makes it look interesting every photo. I've not... It's not just photographer of the year. I've not seen a photographer. I don't. I, I don't know that much about photography, but I see lots of band photography all the time, and nobody comes close to Mark Lindybank. You know, what I mean, it's phenomenal talent. In fact, video director of the year. Let's give that to Mark Lindybank as well. He j- just all the videos. He's. He's. I've. I've edited videos with him. He's an absolute genius. The attention to detail. The perfectionist. Just wants everything to look really, really good, regardless of anything. He's not worried about time. I don't think he understands the concept of time. He's going to spend an extra two hours to get one little shot looking good. So if you want to get a good video, if you want to look professional, hit up MJ Windybank Photography, the best in the business, hands down. Also shows to Oscar Jam, who edited the last video there, He's also, he's shown me loads of stuff he's done that's not been released yet. He's a a force to be reckoned. I reckon 2020 is going to be a good year for Oscar Jam. So check him out. And yeah, I think, okay, we'll do a couple more awards and then we'll do, do yeah, let's just wrap this up, right? DJ of the year, more famous. Oh, you're going to go, oh, it's because he mastered the audio of your podcast? No. The last DJ I seen was Murphamish smashing it. Murphamish absolutely smashed the audio at our after party. And I'm not just giving him it because of that. I'm giving it because he's been releasing... I mean, I think a lot of them were older mixes, but he's just been releasing... I think Liz has been sharing the mixes or whatever. But every day there seems to be another new Murphamish mix or tracks he's doing or remixes. And the diff... You know, he can do any kind of style of music, any kind of style of music. And he came up to that gig and actually made a custom remix for the Mickey Nines, the Twistettes, the Gyros, because he knew who the crowd were and he knew that they would react to it. And that's the sign of a good DJ who's actually going to make music that the crowd will enjoy. And he can do anything from techno to ambient to grime to glitch hop, just anything. As a DJ and a producer, incredible. The Wise Goldfish might have, might have been a close runner-up. Well, he is a close runner-up, but he might have won it if he'd actually turned up to the after party. I have no idea what happened to him. But, no, it's all good, Ricky. It's all good. <laughs> Joe did another hour. It was fine. It was fine. But Ricky's another one. The Wise Goldfish, check him out. He actually interviewed me. Um, we've got, if you look up Beats from the Bowl on... Mixcloud, you'll hear an interview that Ricky did with me. And, okay, let's wrap it up with Best Album. Best Album. Oh, God, I really wish I'd take notes for this now. The one that springs to mind is Fontaine's DC. Actually, that was... They, their gig didn't go very well, actually. But I seen them at Transmit. They were fantastic there. We, we, we went to Bristol to see them. It was Lauren Hill who was brilliant. Grace Jones was incredible. Grace Jones was next level. I mean, the, the, the lead up Lauren Hill had pissed off fans everywhere. You know, I think she 
she pissed off Boomtown fans. She definitely pissed off the playground fans from the south side of Glasgow. She just, she, I think she played a gig earlier on in the year in Glasgow as well, where she turned up late, only did a bit, and wasn't doing it right, wasn't singing properly, was chanting politics all the way through it. But for whatever reason, I think it was maybe just because Grace Jones was on her before her, and Grace Jones just stole the show, um, well, threatened to steal the show. And Lauren Hill was, she was, she just brought her A game, and she did great. So I know everyone is is hating on Lauren Hill these days, but she was, she was top notch. And Fontaine's DC were there that day. But as for album of the year, I think yeah, there was a problem with the sound when they were on. They just weren't loud enough, and it's like Fontaine's DC is a good Irish sort of punk indie rock band. You need the noise. Um, but they, they smart, I know that they can do it live. They didn't do anything wrong that day. It was just the sound was a problem. The album, as soon as I heard that, I was like, I love this. And uh, yeah, I think that's up there. Fat White Family, who I've always loved the music, but I think this album is their best work yet. Check that out if you haven't already. So intelligent, layered, clever, rocking. Weird, just weird. Yeah, Fat White Family, all day. Slow tie, we already talked about earlier on. Steve Mason, that Steve Mason album came out in January and it's just the perfect mood music, stick it on. If you just want to relax, if you had a long day, you listen to Steve Mason. He's just got a beautiful voice. The production's perfect. His... Lyrics are always cracking. Just Steve Mason all, all the way. Obviously, Steve Mason, we interviewed him recently as well. Check out, I think that's episode 14 or episode 12, Adapter Die with Steve Mason. He's a hero of mine, and it was a, a pleasure to speak to him this year. Uh, who else? I think Kate Tempest did an album out this year as well. That was another That was another great guy. i seen the old fruit market. She was a force of nature. She was just... It was really intense though. I mean, she started the, she started well, we medley of songs that people might know and then played the, the new album from start to finish. And it was really intense. Like, it was sad. It was, you know, you felt your heart was going to jump out. It's, you, you're just, it was a lot to take in. It was so political, so emotional. But then, you know, the finale... People's Faces, I think the song's called. It just ends with hope. And that's what I like. Dark, emotional music to do is give you a bit of hope. Take you into the darkness and then bring you back out. You know, we are a glow stick carrot. You know, a, a beacon of light to go home. Yeah, Kate Tempest. And... Dope Lemon, Dope Lemon, which I don't I don't know much about Dope Lemon. Someone just suggested it a few weeks ago to me, and I've been obsessed. Just put it on funky, weird drug music. I would call it folky drug music. I don't know. It's good. Dope Lemon, really enjoying that. The new and shouts to John McMustard as well, who released an album. Uh, who else? John McMaster, by the way, we've done an interview with as well, episode five, if you want to check that out. But I think 
I'm going to give best album because I, I can't play. I can't. I don't think I can play Kate Tempest or Far White Family or Fontaine's DC. I don't know how copyright works. I know there's fair usage policy, but nobody actually knows what the script is. If I play a song and then they could just take it down, and I could get kicked off of Spotify or iTunes. I don't know. I just. I don't know. I'm not going to risk it. I'm going to play, and they don't need the credit. They, they're doing well. They're doing well. Not that no one else is doing well, but I just think I'm going to give it to an underground Scottish artist. The best album for me, one that I listened to, I got. I was lucky enough to hear an early version of it, and, I, and I've listened to the Polish version since it came out. Grace Clones. Not Grace Jones. We're talking about her earlier. Not Grace Jones, but Grace Clones. And it's a new project by Mr. Bose, and it's just funky. It's a heart back to the... If you, you're a... You're in the Bronx in the seventies or something. Not that I know what that's like, but I can imagine. I'm, I'm, I imagine what it's like. And when I listen to Grace Clones, I think, yeah, this is the the perfect mood music for just relaxing, chilling. Maybe late night at a party when it's time to get the heat done. Just get everyone to talk quieter. You know that that happens to me a lot. Let's let's put talk quieter music on, Mark. So, yeah, I'm going to end with a Grace Clones song, and I think that's the end of the show. And this isn't even a real show. I just thought I would do something, because I'm going away for a week or two. I need to get offline and just not do anything. I will, I will be doing stuff. I'll be writing. I'll be planning shows. I'll be writing skits. I'll be coming up with ideas. But I've got loads of ideas already. We're all right for 2020. And I've got some amazing guests lined up. So, thanks. I just thought I'd do something. So, don't judge this show. I think this is going to be a Patreon-only show. Or I might put it as a bonus episode. But I don't want any new listeners listening to this and going, oh, is this what he does? Is this what he does? Just talks absolute shite. Because I do that. But normally I have, you know, an interesting person to speak to as well. But this is just me talking to a wall. And you are the wall. And... I have no words of wisdom for you. It's been a long year. Um, and I just want to show my gratitude. I thought I would, instead of just relaxing and getting a couple of hours kept before I have to go away, I thought I would just stay up all night, do an all-nighter, and give this give you this show. So I hope you appreciate that. I was just half-arsed trying to do something. Thank you to everybody who shares this stuff who listens to it, who hits the subscribe button. Or if you go on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, you can leave a rating or you can leave a comment, a review. That would be really appreciated. Thanks to, just thanks to everyone, all the guests. You know what I mean? We've had so many amazing guests uh, over the over the course of the, we started in June. I think we've had about 17 amazing guests. Or oh, over 16. So what, what do we have? 16 Last time with Shogun, that was such a refreshingly honest chat. I hope you enjoyed that. Parental advisory for that one. We're all swearing like trippers. Before that, it was the referendum D Wayne Love episode, which is was just a happy accident. I managed to speak to him before he passed away, and that means a lot to me. That one. Before that, episode fourteen, we had the after party manifesto with Doogie for the Mickey Nines. And the Mickey Nines are, they got, I gave them Song of the Year. They're a proper good band. 
good guys. Before that episode 13, we had an interview with the vampire with Gasp in physics. And Gasp, I need to give a shout out to Gasp. He's, he hasn't released an album this year, but he's released about 10 new songs, some of them with videos. And his new album, I think it's called Brian the Vampire, and it's going to be out soon. Check that out. Episode 12, we had Adapter Die with Steve Mason, my all-time hero. I grew up listening to the Beta Band, and it was an absolute honour to speak to him. Episode 11 was shite. Don't listen to episode 11. That was me and Gordy. And Gordy was in the bad books that day. I was ready to do the show myself. That's what it was called, On Your Ones. I thought, well, maybe we'll do that every episode 11, every episode 21, every episode 31. It'll be called On Your Ones, and it'll just be me playing music. But then Gordy turned up four days late after not turning up previously. So I wasn't ready for him. And you could probably hear that I was just raging him. And I don't think it was a very good episode. So dingy, episode 11. Episode 10 was Victoria McNulty and Abby Normal stoning at the bar. We just gave Victoria McNulty poet of the year. Abby Normal has got some big things coming in 2020. And I just thought that was a, a great interview. Just... I've not, I've not, see, boys, I've not actually listened to many of these interviews back because I've started doing it now. I listened to the last few, probably from Gasp onwards because I knew we did a few drinks, so I wanted to double check that everything was okay. But at the beginning, I didn't want to listen to myself doing the interviews because I realised that I was learning my craft and I knew that by listening back, I would think I was shite and then I would just cancel it completely. But now I'm, I'm going to listen from now on, so the quality should get better as a result. Episode 9 was We Are All Here with Hannah Curry and Tim Curry. I've had some really beautiful feedback from that one. People said that I've been sharing it with their friends who were depressed and they said that it really helped them and that that means a lot. Uh, I actually had another friend who said she was listening to it on the train and the bit where they said people do care. She started crying on the train and then because she obviously had been had a time where she didn't think people did care, and she was like, people do care. And when she started crying, an old woman across from her in the train, she said, are you okay? And I just kind of proved the point that people do care. People do care. January's a tough time, everyone. But speak to someone. If you're struggling, speak to someone. Episode 8 was uh, Lucy Lyrical, or Lucy Tersha George. Be careful you end up in my novel. She's got a brilliant book out called Three Women. And that was the very first interview on the same day that I interviewed Jake. I did that one. So, and episode seven was, this was supposed to be fun, with Sage Francis and B. Dolan. Uh, B. Dolan and Sage Francis are two heavyweights of hip-hop from America and probably two of the best live performers you'll find in hip-hop these days. And that was great to get a chat with him. Episode 5 was Groove Mechanics and Late Night Revelling with the Colonel John McMustard. Who everyone, that, that is the third most listened to episode. He's just get beaten by Steve Mason and Jake. Um, I think it was good fun. It was also, that was the one when we had the, the Finished and Exposed, <laughs> exposing the party people. And I've heard that Finished and Exposed the journalists from Finnist Exposed are actually up for a, a, an OBE, a knighthood for services to the shovel and the reveling or whatever. Episode four was Cat Flap to Freedom 
with Gordy Duncan Jr. That was actually a good one. I wasn't raging at Gordy that time. I was actually really chuffed with Gordy because we just recorded a song where he smashed it and he gave me a lift home. And yeah, you know, love you, Gordy, really. And that he was sound that day. Episode three was doing things differently with Leila Josephine. Fantastic poet. She won Theatre Act of the Year for Daddy Drag. Leila Josephine. And episode two was Synchronicity with Brother Ali. An absolutely legendary rapper. It was a, an absolute honour to have him as my first guest. Episode one was called Suppose You Got To Start Somewhere. That will be shite. I've never listened to it, but I'm assuming episode one's terrible. So don't ever listen to that again. And sorry for just going on a bit there, but I just thought I might as well show all the guests. I really do appreciate all the guests who have got involved, all the listeners. I appreciate my famous for editing it. Well, not editing it. I edit it. But my famous for mastering the audio. I couldn't do it without my famous. And we couldn't do it without the Patreon. So if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash you call that radio. You will get bonus content. You'll be entered into raffles. You will be... Yeah, you'll get stuff. I'll look after you. I promise to look after you. And you can go to coffee.com. So it's ko-fi.com forward slash you call that radio. If you just want to buy buy us a coffee, you can do that. And yeah, that's it. That's it. We don't have any adverts. We don't have any sponsors. We just have you guys. I love you very much. You have given me hope for 2020. We've got lots of exciting ideas going forward. I will leave you with a bit of Grace Clones, which I think is the right music to get you into the new year, the new you. You know, time to just start afresh and go for it. Go for it. This is the year of no more rage. Just be happy, have fun, and just, yeah, go for it. You can do it. I believe in you. I believe in you. You can do this shit. You can do the thing. Thank you. I'm away now. I'm exhausted. I'm off. I'm off. But this is Grace Clones. Album of the year, Grace Clones.
Hey ho, 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 hey ho